Hello and welcome to episode 942 of The Sleeper in the Bust. It is Tuesday, June 15th. I'm your host, Paul Spore, joined this morning by Justin Mason. Justin, good morning, sir. Good morning. How you doing? I'm well. How about yourself? Uh, I'm doing all right. Day two of my new diet. Well, I, I mean, it, I don't know if I should call it a new diet. I've never dieted it before, so this is like a whole new experience okay. um, But uh, and workout. So I'm a little sore, a little tired, but I'm, I'm ready to go. I like that, man. Good luck. I hope everything goes well. And, uh, you know, I've, I've never done one either, but That's I could probably prob- stand to do one eating healthier. Let's be honest. Oh, okay. I was about to say, I'm I was skinny, like, you shouldn't diet. Like, uh, you might yeah. actually just die. I, I don't necessarily need like a, a lower caloric intake. In fact, I probably need a larger one, but obviously not with just junk either. It would be. I'm happy to you give know. you some of my weight. I mean, if that was possible. I would greatly do that, and we could balance each other out, and man, we would be specimens if we could get at ideal weight. You'd be blocking on the line for me. I'd be going deep over the middle. I don't know why we're playing football instead of baseball, but you know what? That's what's happening. Uh, we got plenty to talk about. Got injuries. I want to talk about the, uh, the the top free agent pickup of the week. He's on your favorite team. I want to see what you think. Got some guys in focus, and then we're going to do a little hold and fold at the end here. Let's start with these injuries because they keep coming fast and Furious, three mega stud pitchers, a fourth very good one, and then a superstar hitter who is uh, who's struggling to stay on the field gets hurt again. Let's start with Shane Bieber, shoulder strain, headed to the IL. Uh, how much concern do you have over this for Bieber? It comes on the heels of a rough start against Seattle on Sunday. You know, of course, spin rate down. Quick note on that before I let you go. If if if, if it's not if you're not starting at triple digit spin rate drops, shut up. It doesn't mean anything. You're you're starting at a hundred before it even matters. Okay. I know we want a smoking gun. We want it to fit perfectly of like spin rate down. He sucks. He was cheating. Not here to cover for guys. And I understand that most many, 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 many were doing it, but spin rates fluctuate start to start. Unless you're seeing substantial triple-digit dips, it's noise. It's pure noise. At any rate, Bieber down, been actually kind of off this year. You know, no one's crying about what they're getting. 90 and two-thirds of a 7-4 and four record, 328 ERA, 125 whip, 130 Ks. It's that 125 whip that I think uh, is kind of like, eh, that's a little high. So where are you at on Bieber with the shoulder strain? And kind of, uh, kind of your reaction to his season thus far. I'm not as worried about his season thus far. I, I am a little worried about the shoulder strain. I mean, anytime you have a shoulder injury, that is a concern. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm hoping that this is a short-term thing and he'll be back and back to being kind of who he has been. But yeah, I mean, anytime you've got shoulder issues, that's a bit concerning. And and especially when this was your likely your first round pick. So, oh, it had to be. Yeah, had to be. I mean, maybe second in some leagues where he fell to like the very first or second pick of the second round on like a wheel situation. Uh, maybe like a ten team where I could see it, something like that. If they if they don't favor pitching, you know, things things of that nature. Uh, does have the most strikeouts and in innings in the league. I think it's the whip that jumps out though, right? After one hundred five and point eighty seven the last two, uh, I think that's where people are looking with the walk rate up a, a full walk. 2.4 to 3.3. Uh, I'm on B ref, sorry. So I got the per nines right now. But 
you know, you're saying you're not you're not too concerned about that. Um, I don't know. I look at that whip. I got a little bit of concern. Not that he's not still an ace, but maybe he's just not that transcendent guy. And I have the the ratio now. It's a a seven percent walk rate up to a nine percent. So I don't know. I got a little concern there. And then you throw in a shoulder strain, as you mentioned, that can be a little nerve wracking. Unfortunately, there's nothing actionable here. You just have to wait it out because it's Shane Bieber. Uh, same with Tyler Glass now. He had elbow inflammation. He said he felt a little tug. Is this here we go again? Or are you coming away feeling okay after the news that suggests that maybe, I mean, there's going to be an MRI today. So we don't really know the news, but the immediate news after yet leaving Monday's start was inflammation or quote unquote only inflammation. Where do you come out on that with glass now? Uh, I think this is the most concerning of the injuries that we're going to talk about today for me. Okay. He looked really uncomfortable on the mound at the end of that outing. Uh, and yeah, and anytime you've got elbow inflammation, that's scary. I'm hoping that it, it turns out to be nothing, but this seems like, you know, the, the potentially the most devastating of the injuries that we're, we're going to be talking about. Uh, and this is kind of the thing with glass now, right? Not necessarily, you know, Tommy John every time with him, but he just has reoccurring injuries. It's, uh, and it always kind of impacts his season. You know, he is yet to throw more than 111 innings, uh, at the major league level, uh, mm -hmm. in a season he was, you know, he hit 88 before getting pulled. So you're like, Oh man, he he's on pace to have his best season in terms of results and workload. So, uh, this is super disappointing uh, and uh, also super, super concerning. Yeah, definitely some concern there with Glass now. You'll have to wait and see on Tuesday. Maybe when you're listening to this, you'll have some more clarity. And hopefully it's good news because, uh, you know, one of the bright young pitchers in the game has found that third pitch and really become something special uh, this year. 266 ERA, .93 whip, and 123 strikeouts in those 88 innings. So right now you got to sit tight. Uh, obviously, even if he goes on the IL, you're doing everything you can to keep him. I don't even know what scenario you'd have to be in to to, to cut glass now. You'd have uh, to short. get some news. I mean, you just... it, 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 I was going to say it'd have to be news that puts him out for like a minimum of three months, you know, and then you go from there. Like it'd have to be something that devastating, which hopefully we don't get um, because he's been a lot of fun to watch this year. Max Scherzer's not going to start this week with, due to the groin that took him out. Early last week, he threw a 31-pitch bullpen but had to leave due to continued discomfort. Um, do you have him anywhere? I have him, I believe, in one or two leagues. Did you uh, start him? I did. So did I in yeah. the main. Ooh, ouch. I'm bummed. I mean, I, I thought it was a worthy gamble. Um, I thought he was going to be fine. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I think he will be fine long term. Sure, uh, sure. You know, I'd I, much rather this kind of injury than dealing with uh, an arm injury of any sort. So Yeah, either of the first two, this is much more preferable. This feels like a time mm -hmm. situation as opposed to, you know, something that's going to be major. It's a bummer, though, man. fantastic. He was lined up to face Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's okay, though. I mean, if he's going to miss a start, you know, or even two, like, that's... It's much better than a situation that could be, you know, a month or two or three yeah. seasons. So. Uh, hopefully it's just an, another week off here and then he's good to go starting next week. The real bummer for, for me personally, though, is I had two viable starters I could have used. Mike Miner against Detroit. We're going to talk more about him later. And Zach Davies rebounding and uh, facing Miami. And, you know, 
you're never too worried about about that Miami offense. Zach Davies, two great starts in a row against San Diego and St. Louis. But I went with my ace. I felt confident about it, and it didn't come out. So uh, sit tight on Scherzer, obviously, too. Matthew Boyd's going to hit the IL with a triceps issue. I think he'd been a little bit overlooked for what he's been doing this year. In fact, maybe the Tigers' rotation as a whole, um, or or at least uh, several pieces of, maybe maybe put Jose Urena to the side. But then Boyd, Mize, Scooble, Turnbull, all four have been pretty darn good overall, uh, or at least in uh, three of them overall. And then Scooble, very recently, he's turned his season around. But you look at Boyd, Mize, Turnbull, they've been great. Boyd had a 344 ERA, 120 whip. Uh, strikeouts were down, but that was the trade-off of getting those home runs down. And frankly, this works. I love the strikeouts when he was a strikeout stud, but he wasn't super usable. Even with those strikeouts, this version's much more usable. How do you feel about the triceps injury to Matthew Boyd and him hitting the IL? Yeah, if we're ranking, this is number two, I think. Um, it, in, in most concerning? Yeah, in terms of most concerning, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's super disappointing too for me because he's on my main event team, uh, and this is a team that I, I also streamed Jake Arrieta yesterday, so that, that worked out not well at all. But um, yeah, I mean, this is a bit concerning. I mean, the thing is though, you got him so cheap, and what he's already delivered your team, I think, is pretty close to you know at least you're breaking even, and then getting to move on if this is a really serious injury. Um, you know, hopefully it doesn't seem as much. He seemed a little less concerned than I think, like the telecast did or, or people on Twitter did. Uh, but you know, I think players are often a little bit more uh, uh, yeah. glowing. I mean, it's it's and, rarely guys are know, like, "Oh, right. my season's done." Yeah, unless they know. No, you know, you, you a football player rips his knee, uh, a pitcher pops his elbow, and and like knows. Then you then you can tell because they wear it on their face. But otherwise, they're looking, you know, at the most positive outlook to try to be like, no, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And uh, so yeah, I, I guess he hasn't one thousand percent hit the IL yet, but it's yeah, it's, no, it's, they, damn, they, it's damn near set. Yeah, they the the Tiger said yesterday that he's he's gonna likely hit the IL. So I, I'd, I'd be very surprised if he didn't. Uh, are you trying to hold him in say twelve teamers? I'm gonna try. Uh, I mean, I hope, I'm assuming we'll get some test results here in the next few days in terms of, you know, an MRI or something like that, and that'll give us a better idea of... Trying to get a timetable. Yeah, how long this is going to take or or if it's, you know, shut down for the year. I mean, this is not just disappointing for, you know, fantasy uh, players, but it's also disappointing for the Tigers because, I mean, he was likely their best trade ship for the deadline. So That's my next point. Uh, yeah. Well, and if he wasn't, then the other one's injured Spencer Turnbull. And I don't know that they want to trade Turnbull. I think they might see him a little bit more long-term. I think one of them needed, needed to be traded though. And now they're both hurt. Uh, Turnbull 28, Boyd 30, both pitching brilliantly would bring back something substantial, I believe, uh, because neither is a rental either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, I mean, they saw Michael Former who came back. Uh, and should work his way up into higher leverage. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, I mean, this I think just disappointing all around. You never want to see a guy who's doing so well. And then Turnbull is supposed to be back somewhere. He should be back. Yeah, he's not. The, it was never expected to be massive for him. So hopefully, he can get back. 
stay on track and then maybe he's considered a potential trade chip for the Tigers because people need pitching out there. I mean, listen, look at all the injuries we just went through. So uh, it shouldn't be that surprising. Let's move on to Anthony Rendon, the, the lone hitter here in the injury pile. He has a triceps injury as well. Um, TBD on whether or not he'll have to go back on the IL. Through 45 games, he's been very underwhelming. 241, 314, 365, four homers, 30 ribs, 17 runs. So I guess the real question is, um, you know, let's assume this this is a minor injury. He'll be fine. How do you feel about what Rendon's delivered here? Is this? I'm not suggesting a cut in any league whatsoever, but is he somebody that you feel like, oh, it's going to come together uh, as it often does with him? Or do you have any real concerns about Rendon's season thus far? I don't have any major concerns about I, – I, I just feel like this is a season that just hasn't yet been able to take off for him. Like he's totally just agree. dealt with so many – of these kind of nagging injuries that he hasn't yet been able to put it together. I think if he gets healthy, he'll be fine. The question is, will he get healthy or is this just going to be a lost season type thing? Yeah. Just one of those that ends up, you know, a bit lower on his ledger. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a while since we've seen one like that. You know, maybe look at something like, uh, like even 2016 where he yeah. was above average, but it was a 110 WRC plus. Everything was pretty much in line. It just, just never really came. And he played 156 games that year, but it well, was just he also like, stole 12 bases, which he's not going to do. Yeah, we're not getting any of that. So I'm looking more at the offensive line. You know what's pretty interesting though? He's pacing for 106 ribbies right now. He's thirty ribbies. He's, he's just a good hitter. Like I, mean, I know, but I'm just surprised that he has thirty at this point. He had he had um, thirty one last year in fifty two games. This is thirty and forty five. So he's taking advantage of the opportunities despite not hitting well at all. Um, I I just thought that that was kind of interesting that his RBI number is still quite good. So I'm overall not that worried. I, I hope this triceps injury is not something major. Because I look at the core skills and I say, this has to turn. Like, the strikeouts and walks are fine. Like, the walks are down a bit. I mean, especially compared to last year, but he spiked to 16%. Take it back to 2019, uh, his last full season, it was a 12%. And this year, it's a 9%. So it's 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 down, but I'm not like, oh, no, he's forgotten how to take a walk. But the BABIP's way down. The homer to fly ball's way down. Those are things that should smooth out. There's probably some contribution to what he's doing and, and the injuries playing in those numbers, but nothing that strikes me as egregious. Uh, would you go out and try to buy Rendon in trade leagues? I think I would. Absolutely. I, mean, would. I, I think there are going to be people who are freaking out uh, or dealing with a lot of injuries and wanting to kind of either cut bait or sell, you know, really low. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I think, I think I'd try and go get them. Yeah. So see what's going on. Obviously maybe try to, See what today's news brings. You don't want to buy somebody who's going to be on the shelf for three weeks or something. But uh, if it's if it's you know just a little time missed and he's all right, I would I would entertain buying Rendon because I do think I do think there's a discount to be had right now with his performance expanding uh, this long uh, on the negative side. All right, let's talk about our free agent pickup of the week. I think going forward on on the Tuesday episode, we're going to try to highlight one of the bigger pickups of the week, give our thoughts on them. And this one's particularly special because it's on your favorite team. Sammy Long was a big prize out there on an otherwise, you know, uh, light pool. It, there were there were 
pockets of, of value, but there was not any big guy that was being chased for triple digits across the board. But Sammy Long was definitely somebody drawing a lot of attention after a four-inning relief appearance during which he allowed one hit and struck out seven. Now, he's slated for two appearances, and I choose appearances very carefully there because we don't know if there's going to be starts. Um, but the the projections like him, something that almost never happens with with rookies. Uh, you know, you look at, at some of the ERA counts there. Uh, they're pretty good, except for Zips has them for a 512. All the others are ranging from 353 to 433. Some decent whip totals. Again, Sands Zips and uh, big strikeout numbers. Um, so I'm wondering, what do you know about Sammy Long, 25-year-old lefty, and what are your expectations in the near term here? I mean, to be quite honest, I don't know a whole lot about him except for watching him for four innings the other night. Uh, you know, I mean, this was a nothing prospect. I mean, he was a a, a free agent, you know, literally, a minor league free literally agent. Literally has nothing written about him on Fangraphs except for being included in this week's waiver piece by Jeff. Never yeah. even gotten so much as a mention. Yeah, because, I mean, he, he you know, didn't play last year because of COVID and mm-hmm. uh, was cut by the uh, the White Sox. Um, and the Giants just scooped him up, said, hey, we'll give you a chance to start in double-A. He was fantastic in double-A, you know, then went up for two starts in triple-A, was fantastic, uh, and now came up uh, for a four-inning uh, stretch and was fantastic against the Rangers. Now, quality of competition, you know, he's an older prospect. He's 25 years old, so uh, mm-hmm. who knows? Um he was, you know, somewhat impressive in that, you know, four inning uh, uh, outing. Yeah. I'd uh, say more than someone. He had fifty percent strikeout rate. Yeah, uh, you know, he looks like he's got pretty interesting stuff. He's left-handed. Um, that being said, like, like, I know there are a lot of people who spent a lot of money on Long. I think he's a short-term play, and he doesn't bring. He's not going to bring wins. He's not going to bring quality starts. So whatever. Well, wait. If he's not starting, he's a Ryan Yarbrough, isn't he? With more strikeouts, isn't he in a great position to bring wins? Well, I mean, I think he's going to start today, isn't he? I, Are I they don't, doing an is opener? It, is it confirmed? I mean, I, I thought it was up in the air. All the research I'd done on him was making it seem like it was kind of up in the air whether or not he was going to start or I mean, or I'd love to opener. see them use an opener with him. If they yeah, do, Zach, Zach then... will serve as an opener. Okay. Uh, Against the Giants on Tuesday. Against the Diamondbacks? Diamondbacks, yeah. Pardon me. Uh, yeah, so I mean, if they're, so if, that, if that's the plan, then he becomes a lot more interesting because then he's, yeah, like a Yarbrough with strikeouts. Um, yeah, I think he could... Oh, that, that definitely changes some things. I, I wonder what yeah. the whip's going to look like. Uh, I, I know the whip has been really, really good in the minors um, and, you know, in the little short stint so far, but all the, you know, a lot of the ERA indicator or the whip indicators uh, aren't so glowing in that regard. Um, and then what happens when Logan Webb comes back or the Giants, you know, inevitably make a trade because they're sure. looking, they're looking to compete right now, considering they're, you know, one of the best teams in baseball. If not yeah, I th- I, the best, I think you look at him. I mean, yeah, I think you look at him as a as a short term guy right now. But I mean, 
nobody in that rotation is a, a bastion of health, and it's just it's nobody just in baseball fact. is a bastion of health. Well, of right course now. not. But like, um, I mean, you talk about Webb coming back. Okay, well, you know, there's still Alex Wood, Anthony Descafani. They've been mm-hmm. great. I'm not suggesting performance wise. I'm talking about health. And then maybe you know Cueto in his 10.3 hits nine doesn't always get to start. Maybe yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like if Long does something, I don't know that he's just going to be passed over. Especially if it's in this if, if it's in this relief role. Maybe he piggybacks with Cueto. Maybe maybe Cueto starts going shorter outings uh, at the front end. There he goes three four innings, and then they get. I don't think it'll be with Cueto. It'll it'll be with a reliever of some sort because they like Cueto because he just gives them length like. That's that's one of the, you know, even in Cueto's last start where, like, he, like, gave up, I think, four runs really early. Like, they just let him go, you know, and soak up the well, yeah, innings went, and take it off. Five and a third, though, and he went four and a third before that. He did go seven against the Angels, but then five, five, four and a third, three. I don't know. It strikes me as the guy who, who could be paired with, with Long if this works out, Webb comes back. I don't know. I think it could be Cueto. I love and who Cueto. knows if Webb's going to come back or if he can even stay in the rotation considering, uh, like, you know, he, he he's come back off an injury, got injured again, went back on the – I mean, so, uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, like you said, this could easily work itself out. Uh, I think he should be picked up in, in most formats, especially, you know, for today's start against Arizona. Yeah. Uh, and then just kind of, you know, pick your spots here kind of moving forward. But uh, – I mean, it's he's kind of a free lottery ticker right now. I think he's really interesting. I'm mad that I didn't get him in my head-to-head league where we have starts caps. Um, mm. I, I had Yarbrough that big 16-win uh, season, and it was so nice to get a free start every week, basically, because uh, you know his four or five innings in the middle there did not count as a start. So keep an eye on Sammy Long. Going to get some eyes on him tonight. I did not see the four-inning um, debut, so I'll be checking him out tonight. All right, we got a few guys in focus here, and I, I want to start with somebody that uh, we've definitely talked about before, but I don't think Austin Riley's breakout is getting nearly enough attention, Justin. He's fully breaking out. 299, 384, 517 with 12 homers, 30 ribbies, 34 runs uh, in 245 plate appearances. I mean, I guess my simple question is, why aren't more people talking about Austin Riley? I don't know. I, maybe he's just overshadowed by the, you know, ta- insane talent on his team in, <laughs> uh, in Acuna. Uh, or I, I really don't get it. I mean, he's made some real changes, and he started to mm-hmm. make them last year. Uh, and they've carried over, you know, swinging outside the zone uh, much less, making great contact within the zone, uh, driving the ball, uh, and staying healthy. And, like, in... I think one of the big differences is, you know, the Braves are just letting him play. Like, yeah. you know, and just obviously with, you know, how well he's hitting, they, they of course are going to want to. But, I mean, one of the biggest concerns with him in years past is, like, he didn't have a position. Uh, and, you know, they would kind of, you know, jerk him around a little bit. But he's playing every day and, and playing, a, you know, a good enough third base. I don't I don't think he's a... Um, like even an average defender, but he's palatable there. Uh, I thought he was decent. I, I don't know for sure. I thought I thought he was. It, it, it's irrelevant though because it's not going to cost him playing time. Yeah, he is. He is the full-on third baseman in the middle of the order, batting fourth regularly, sometimes fifth. Um, do Do you buy this 
and, and to what degree? I mean, he has a 144 WRC plus. If you buy it, where do you think his bottom line is? I buy it. Uh, I mean, I somewhat buy it. I think obviously the power is legit. We've always known the power was legit. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think there'll be some regression in terms of the batting average. You know, three six Babbitt, but yeah. understandably going to come down. Yeah, but like he should hit to fifty to sixty rest of the way with another fifteen to eighteen home runs. Uh, in you know, like you said, like in the middle of a, a damn good lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, I think this is somewhat legitimate. I've got to update my ranks, but he's definitely going to be going up. Yeah, Austin Riley again. This looks like the real deal. A couple of false starts. I mean, when he first came up, it looked like he, you know he's one of those guys going to hit the ground running, and then he just you know fell apart um, after like two three weeks or whatever. Well, pitchers and made then, adjustments on him and. He wasn't able to adjust back initially, but this is, you know, your your favorite tagline, like prospect yep. growth isn't linear. Like this is a prime example of that. He's 24. He, you know, faltered a few times and people kind of gave up on him and, and we should 24. Have. Yeah. 24. I know that's the thing. 24. And he was being treated like he had leprosy. Like, yep. give me a break. In a great and... ballpark, in a great division to hit in and... Great lineup, uh, yeah, or at least great good lineup. lineup. Yeah, you know, at, at the top there, where where his run opportunities are going to be, the lineup dies off a little bit in the back half, but that really only affects his run scoring, which hasn't so far this year. Actually, he has thirty four runs. So I say that, and it hasn't even come to fruition with the way he's been playing. So uh, Riley, man, full scale breakout. Uh, I, I believe in, in in a lot of it. I, I agree. You know, batting average going to come down, hitting two ninety nine. That's not. Really, his game, 386 Babbitt, playing a lot there. Now, he is somebody who can maintain a higher Babbitt because of the way he's crushing the ball, but not 386. No, <laughs> I think, no, I think he can have down. something in the 300s, but not 386. I'm, I'm thinking like 310 type of deal. A lot, and, Yeah, a lot of the projections have him 315. Yeah, because he crushes. Mm-hmm. And, and guys like that, you, you don't always have to be a speedster to have a high Babbitt when you tattoo the ball that plays a big role too so i like riley i think he should be getting more attention and um you know i would even be open to buying high in in situations where i could use a power corner yeah because this is one of those situations where you know someone says "Ooh, i'm gonna i'm gonna sell high on riley i'm I'm gonna you know i'm gonna bank these 12 home runs at 299 average and i'm i'm gonna you know get full value and actually what they're getting is probably fair value yeah Exactly, and I'll be happy to pay it uh, where where the needs fit because I do think he's going to maintain quality all year. Riley, like you said, something like 250-260 with upwards of maybe another even 20 homers. I think he could eclipse 30 for the season. So uh, love what Riley's doing. Let's talk Jonathan India, rookie prospect who um, you know was drafted very highly, fifth overall pick back in 2018, kind of meandered through the minors and, and really started to uh, – Fall down lists, even though he wasn't performing horribly in the minors, nobody was particularly impressed by it. Um, You know, it was just kind of ho-hum college guy has been above average, but is he really a standout? Well, then obviously last year happened. So he's at the alt site, doesn't get to really play AAA. And and so it comes into spring, performs really well. And they're talking about having him make the team. With just 34 games of double A under his belt. And it's like, well, he is 24. This maybe adds up. 
and he has performed well. Jonathan India is on a heater right now, but you look at his composite line, and he's hitting 262, 371, 411 with five homers, four steals. And, uh, you know, that that Reds offense, I still like it. Winker and Castellanos have been, you know, far and away the, the two best hitters there. But uh, Votto's back and on fire off rip. And you look at the last month from India, uh, 308, 427, 495 with four of those homers and four of those steals. So he had one homer, zero steals through his first 26 games. And now here we are with a four and four run in 28 games. Are you buying this Jonathan India breakout that we're seeing? Uh, not a ton. I mean, I think he is going to be kind of a, a league average bat. Um, okay. And he's playing just a little bit above that right now. I, I love the fact that he yeah, walks. 117, that's that's a good bit above, I would say. Yeah, okay. So, but like, I, and I, and I love the fact that he doesn't really strike out a ton uh, and he walks. Um, mm -hmm. which is fantastic. I think that gives him the ability to stay in a lineup. Uh, I don't really and, buy all this speed we've been seeing with him. Well, I was, was going to say, and, you know, when you walk, you, you can get those SB attempts, mm -hmm. even if you're slumping a little bit. I mean, the thing of it is, like, I still think we're not great at assessing uh, guys who know how to steal versus guys who have speed. Those are two yeah. different things. And he's atop the lineup. He's been planted uh, firmly as the number one hitter. And again, what should really be a good lineup. I know Winker Castellanos have been far and above everybody else. Naquin's had his times. Votto's in the midst of one right now. I, th I th still think Suarez is going to have a good summer. Um, so that can be a good lineup, driving him in a whole bunch too. I don't know. I kind of like this India run. I, I, I can agree that you know maybe he comes down from the 117 and finishes more in like the 110 range. But that's not that much of a dip. I like these skills. I think it's kind of a... Uh, Ho hum, uh, you know, type of type of year when you're looking at it because there's no one standout skill. Like he's not going to hit 300, he's not going to hit 30, he's not going to steal 20, but he's going to do everything pretty well. I think maybe you look back at that Anthony Rendon season that we had just referenced, and maybe that's something that we get out of uh, India this year. Yeah, with the, the worst batting the, average. I well, he hit 270. I, I think he could could hit 270. Yeah, I, I don't think I think I think the batting average is gonna is gonna drop a little bit. Um, you know, he's got a 232 XBA, uh, Babip's running a, a little bit higher than I kind of expect from him. Uh, my biggest concern with India is that what happens when Moustakis comes back? Are they going to go back to putting Suarez at short? Because that was a disaster. Yeah, and I it was. think they I mean, know. That you was can't take India out of the lineup. And you're not going to take Votto out because he's Joey Votto. And that's, True. you know, so he, I, I think he will find time, but I don't think it's going to be as regular, which limits a little bit of his potential because what he's kind of been has been a, a really nice accumulator. Mm -hmm. um, and that, and that's what we, yeah, that's what we need. That's what I mean when I say ho-hum. I, I think accumulators is the, mm -hmm. the right word there. Uh, when is Moustakis due back? Because I mean, I that's believe a fair he just point. started a rehab, rehab assignment, yep. so within the next thirty days. Ugh, man, that's tough. Uh, because you know, you take a guy like that who's been playing so well now for a month, and and you're gonna threaten his playing time. I don't know if that's the right move. 
But, yeah, uh, I, I think, I mean, I think they'll try to get creative, but this has been the issue since before the start of the season with this team, right, is, like, they've got all these pieces, um, and maybe they trade some of them, right? Maybe, maybe they go, uh, you know, we're third in the division, if they, you know, lose a few games here, they fall to fourth or something like that, and they go, maybe we aren't competing this year. Uh, with the Cubs and the Brewers, who are who are oh already God. four if they give up, up, they're so stupid. They're they, so but they stupid. Did if this, they give up, they did this before. Where like, really? no, they didn't. They talked about it, and they never. And I told oh, that's you right. Yeah, they didn't. I know. told you they weren't going to trade any of those guys. It never. It would have made no sense to trade Castillo or Gray. It was so stupid that they were or even maybe, like. Maybe they don't loaded. give up, but they, you know. What do they yeah, need they do right it. now? They they need That's okay. pitching. Like maybe yeah, they say, it, "Here's a hitter to someone. Give us a pitcher." That's what I thought you meant. Off rip. That is fine. Making a move to strengthen the bullpen, which has been brutal, um, you know, or, or even strengthen the bullpen by getting a starter and pushing Vladimir Gutierrez or Tony Santian in there. Um, Gutierrez, I know he had another good start, man. I'm still nervous. Yeah, it's, I, it's gonna I still blow look up. at the stuff, man, and I just. <laughs> I, I want to like it. I love Spider Neck, dude, but I just I don't buy this yeah, two no. ERA. But yeah, I think your concerns with Mustakas returning are fair because I don't think Mustakas is going to ride the pine. Obviously, he's being paid. He's a proven track record guy. He's thirty homers in the bank type of guy. So that's going to hurt India. So man, maybe you try to sell high here. I I would. I definitely try to sell high. The hard part is. He doesn't have that carrying tool in fantasy, right? Like he, yeah. he's not hitting for a ton of power. He's not stealing a ton of bases. He's just yeah. That's what I was saying earlier. But that, that's what you got to find somebody who needs that glue guy type that they, mm-hmm. that they think is going to be there. And I mean, sounds kind of ugly, but you got to kind of make them not realize that uh, Moose is on the way back. You know. Well, and especially like if a team is kind of banged up right now, in a lot of leagues he has second and third base eligibility, which is always uh, really nice to kind of be able to move a guy between corner and middle. And so, you know, you can kind of frame it as, oh, you know, this guy kind of helps fill in those gaps that you're missing right now because you've got so many injuries. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that, that works. Absolutely. I think that's the, the play with India. Been playing well. I think he's a solid player. But um... – the Mustaka's point is is very very wise to uh, to to key in on. Uh, Max Stassi is in focus right now. Justin, this one stings, dude, because I cut him mm-hmm. when he got hurt fifty two times, man. And I tried to buy him back in the main this week, and somebody paid fifty five for him, and I'm not doing that. Why wouldn't you do that? Fifty five dollars for a catcher? I would do no. that. For Stassi right now, I mean, you got to think like how like bad of a wasteland catcher has oh, it been for your C two spot. Like this is a huge upgrade from your. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't in the main. It was. It was in a twelve teamer. But still. Oh, still no. I mean, catcher no, two five's insane. It's not insane. Yeah, it, I mean, you. Oh, listen. I nobody likes Max Stassi more than me. You already missed uh, a ton apparently, of good Apparently stuff. not. Apparently I well, like Max Stassi. Sure. <laughs> well, just because you're making bad decisions doesn't necessarily mean that you like him better. But like 55 for him, uh, yeah, I just I don't think that that makes a whole lot of sense. Um, I, I love what he's doing, though. He's absolutely been on fire of late. You look at him over the last month. Um, well, he hasn't even played, played since he returned from the IL 11 games. With a forty with forty one plate appearance with four homers, 
389-463-833. He's obviously playing out of his mind recently. You look at his composite line, though, five homers, three, 323, 397, 615. Can he stay healthy, though? He is 30, by the way. Mm-hmm. You know, He's not some young up-and-comer. Catchers can be late bloomers. This looks like a prototypical late bloomer, late blooming catcher. You look back at what he did last year. That's what was driving my interest in him. And like I said, I, I picked him up and cut him a bunch in the main and the uh, the beat Paul Spore there multiple times. And then this time around, I wasn't able to get him back um, with Stassi. What can he realistically do the rest of the way? Um, I mean, I think he can hit for power. I think he can. I mean, the average is going to come down. He's got a 410 Babbitt. Um, <laughs> so, like, he's not in 300, but, like, why couldn't he kind of replicate what he was doing last year over the course of a full season when he hit 278 in 31 games with seven home runs? Like, I, I think yeah. he could, you know, hit another 10 to 15 bombs with like a 270 batting average, uh, and considering they're batting him high up in that lineup, uh, I think he could rack up a good amount of runs and RBIs, on, you know, especially from a catcher. And like I said, catcher is just a wasteland this year. It's making really good contact within the zone. He's hitting the ball uh, really hard. I I like Stasi a lot. Um, I liked him coming into the year. I was just really afraid of the hip injury. Uh, and so kind of limited uh, um, the amount of my shares. But, yeah, I mean, if he's still available in your league, you got to just roll with him. Oh, yeah, if he is. Somebody's not paying attention, and you got to jump on that. Well, in, but, like, one-catcher leagues, these kind of guys sit on the waiver wire. Uh, well, I, yeah, I was going to say, I know in one-catcher, but he shouldn't be. Like, that'd be yeah. really, really bad. People aren't paying attention if that's the case. Uh, he's been catcher's been way too bad, and he's been way too good to still be out there, even in one catcher league. So go get Max Stassi. He's a G, and I'm annoyed that I don't have him. This kind uh, of brings up like a question of like, um, should we like? I mean, I know there are like some people really into like the Jacob Romuto or JT Romutos or the, the Sal Perez's, but it feels like we really should just be streaming catchers at this point. Oh, yeah. By the way, his name actually is Jacob. So oh, that worked out well. You inadvertently smashed I, that. Uh, yeah. Um, or not inadvertently. You definitely knew. Um, <laughs> yeah, like streaming catchers or, you know, I know some folks are saying, let's just get back to one catcher type of deal. I don't know, man. And I was streaming because I did have him in multiple leagues and then he went, Stassi went out. So I was streaming and I just didn't get him back in time. I should I should have been ready to buy him back early. But yeah, streaming probably is, you know, you've been streaming a guy like Eric Haas for a bit. Mm-hmm. He's cooling down. Try to move on to the next one. Maybe you move from Haas to Stasi if he is still available in your league. And then you move on to the next guy. And then maybe Mitch Garver catches fire. And then maybe, you know, Alejandro Kirk returns. So Mike Zanino has been usable this year. Your yeah. boy. Oh, God, stop it. Stop it right this minute. I don't have time to roast you for that. I do have time to talk about Andrew Benintendi, though. Mr. B. Nintendo. I left him for dead this year, and I don't regret that decision. I know he literally just hit the IL, but I still wanted to talk about him because of how well he's been playing. Um, You know, going to KC, I know he has, you know, some good – he has three double-doubles on his ledger. 2017 through 19 and that's something 
basically a league average hitter in that time, but for fantasy purposes, 276 average, and he averaged 16 homers, 17 steals in those three years. So there's some usefulness. Last year was a disaster. I wasn't holding that against him so much. More so, I was just kind of like, blah, who cares? Well, maybe I should have cared because he has eight homers, seven steals, 283 average. I will say, though, he's seven for 13. His six caught are an MLB high. (laughs) And like I said, I didn't see this until literally just now that he hit the IL with a fractured rib. I missed this yesterday, so pardon me on that. Um, Dude, I'm going to freak out. I just saw that Edward Olivares was recalled, and I just cut him in all my leagues this week because (laughs) – I'm I'm so over they, it. They, they hate Edward Olivares. They absolutely do. They still won't play him. This is the old out. Matthew Barry uh, adage, like a mot-like intensity. intensity. Like, they just cannot stand him. It's going to be updated to an Olivares-like intensity. And who hated Mott? Was it not Mike Matheny or was it Tony? It was Tony. It's Tony Russo, yeah. It was Tony Russo. Uh, but anyway, Mike Matheny was on, on the team. So he's been around Mott-like hatred, and he's now passed that on to mm-hmm. Edward Olivares. Uh, but Benintendi. Eight homers, the last two off of lefties. That's what kind of brought it in focus this week for me, this weekend, watching him club um, uh, 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 Lazardo, And then I can't remember who the other one was. Pardon me on that. But it was it was two lefty homers. And I was like, okay, dude, what's going on here? And then you get you get the steals. Most leagues don't give a damn about uh, caught stealing. So the only thing that that would hurt him is if it was hurting his opportunities. But uh, assuming that this fractured rib cage is not something major, although that doesn't sound it doesn't sound good. If you've ever (laughs) ever broken a rib, that is a rough injury, or even bruised one. Mm -hmm. You can't breathe. Like if you laugh too hard, it hurts. So this does kind of blow. But let's uh, let's focus on what he had done: the eight homers, seven steals, two eighty three average. Were you back in on on Benny? I was not. Um... Are you now? Is is has this performance? turn to you are you, are you going to raise him in your ranking a bunch uh well when he gets I healthy, yeah but... when he gets healthy I'll, ra- I'll i'll raise it uh i mean i think i felt very similar to you in that uh like it's kind of like meh who cares but i mean yeah especially the stolen bases like seven stolen bases is nothing to sneeze at and the fact that he's had 13 attempts and <laughs> been unsuccessful almost half the time and they're continuing to let him do it is a science like they just don't care, like they're just yeah. gonna let the guy or, run. Or maybe it's a scenario like the the one I found with Edmund last year, mm-hmm. where his caught stealings were, you know, pretty extraordinary. Like great catchers, brilliant throws. One was like a pickoff that, even though he was picked off, he still beat it. But Jace Peterson like threw his arm back and got him. Like it was insane on Edmund. So maybe there's a little bit of that with Ben Tenney. I don't know. I have not researched those. But maybe that's why they're saying you can still run because we know that your aggressiveness has been, you know, pretty smart. You're just getting picked off a couple different times. I, I don't know. But either way, I think we have to move him up once he gets healthy. I guess the question now, though, is how much does this fractured rib cage scare you? And uh, are you making sure that you keep Benintendi now that he does have this power speed combo with the batting average, uh, even though he's hurt? Yeah, I mean, I think it all depends on the severity, and I haven't seen them say whether they think this is a long-term or short-term injury. Any of these kind of side injuries uh, are concerning because it affects the entire like totality of what he does, which is you know hit for enough power uh, and batting average, and then steal bases. Like if you're 
if if you dealing with pain in your ribs, do you really want to stretch out and like lay out for a stolen base? Like, ugh, I don't know. Um, I think I'm going to try to hold him if I can, but you know, you also got him like outside the top 250 picks more than likely. And this has just been free yeah. money. Um, so like if, if you're crushed with injuries, I, especially in shallower formats, like I can understand dropping him because this doesn't sound like it's a, a great injury uh, by any stretch of the imagination. So yeah, I think maybe at 10, you could, I think 12s and up, you got to try to keep Ben, ben Intendi any way you can, just because, like you said, they're still letting him run despite seven for thirteen. Again, we need a little bit more news. I missed that he that he was hurt. Pardon me on that one. I, I I probably wouldn't have put him on here until we had more clarity. But since I did, I just wanted to talk about him. And I did misspeak too. The the homers, uh, one was against the lefty, one was against Lazardo, the other was against Bassett. He has just the one lefty homer. But I just saw the two homers this week and the one off the lefty, and I was like. Okay, dude. I want to see what you're up to, and he's been great. So, um, and hitting third in this lineup, yeah. And the top of that order is not bad. Mm-hmm. Like you know, no, he'll probably can... drop once. Well, I guess Mondesi doesn't. He hasn't necessarily been no. hitting high either. So, no, no, no. I think he stays. Yeah, I think he's he back. could he, definitely. Stay. He's a top four guy. I think that walk rate capacity. really helps him. And I mean, he's been more aggressive at the plate, which I think you know. I think part of that is. Uh, it, you know, making a conscious decision to be more aggressive at the plate. And I think part of it was, I think we, we, we didn't factor in like how much he was hurt, uh, last year and maybe even in 2019. Uh, and so I think he's probably a 15, 15 guy, uh, with a good average, which has play in fantasy. And hell, I mean, obviously, you know, before this injury, he was pacing for well beyond that. He was pacing for more of like 20, 25, 25 or close to. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens there. Keep an eye on Benintendi for news. Hopefully it's nothing too crazy. All right. Then our only pitcher in focus here is Austin Gomber, who's been amazing, Justin. You look at what he's been doing over his last seven. He's been on fire, including last night. 128 ERA, .76 whip, 41 Ks and 42 and a third. Since the Gombering, he has a 219 ERA, .83 whip, 52 strikeouts and 53 and a third. I mean, he's been amazing, and and like there's no two ways around it. Now, three only three of those starts are at home, but two of those three are against the Padres, who he's dominated. The other was against Texas. So the schedule has smiled on him with six roadies, um, but he's beat the Padres three different times in this stretch. Uh, he hasn't gotten wins against them, but uh, he's dominated them all three times. What are you making of Austin Gomber right now? Is he a all-formats-must-start? Absolutely not. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Yesterday was great, but there was no chance I was starting him this week. Hats off to those who took that risk, but no chance for me. He no was chance. a great uh, contrarian play in DFS, um, you know, because nobody was starting him in Colorado against the Padres. Correct. And he gets Milwaukee this weekend. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know, man. That you. you I don't think you could have paid me to start him this week. And I know it's already kind of working. Like he'd have to get gombered on on the weekend to, to kind of ruin this after eight scoreless, you know? But, I mean, like the hard part is like there's no way you've gotten a lot of this goodness. <laughs> like, I don't know. He's got his believers, man. If, if I'm to believe Twitter, there's some believers out there that have been running him pretty much since the gombering. They bought right back in. And I, I agree with you, though. Like, did you get the back-to-back against San Diego 
how? Yeah, I mean, you might... Desperation, right? No, I mean, you might have gotten the one in San Diego just because he was good against them at home. So you're like, well, if he was good against them at home, maybe he's good against them in, uh, in you know, in San Diego. Yeah, so if you operate with logic like that, you are not doing well in fantasy because <laughs> yeah. the first start never has any indication on how the second one's going to be. Yeah, so... Uh, but you, pro- you probably got all three of the starts prior to this one. Uh, I just can't yeah, imagine yeah, yeah. You, uh, you, most people took, I mean, unless they were desperate, maybe people are in situations where they have to roll with them. Because See, that's they, the thing, and I, I bet there are. There are definitely people, and like, hey, that's cool. You still made the play, so I'm not here to, like, undercut you. But I think you'd have to acknowledge some of, like, okay, you made a good play, but it was in a desperate scenario. Absolutely. I think... With a whole staff, it'd be hard. I'd be hard pressed to like just jump in on Austin Gabbert. I agree with you though that the tide probably turned after the double San Diego starts that went well. Mm-hmm. Then I think you could start to make the decision of like, okay, I'm going to get on this, even going to New York uh, to face the Mets, obviously to Pittsburgh, which has hilariously been his worst start of the bunch. He only went four innings. Then he gets home against Texas. I think you're okay to start that. And then at Miami. So you get those four starts. That's a 196 ERA. I guess that would maybe embolden you to go with this two-step. But a two-step at home when you're a Rockies pitcher to me makes no sense personally. I, yeah. I still wouldn't do it. I don't know. Am I just digging my heels in or, or, or do you understand? No, I, I still I'm, have no, no, I'm right choice, there no with chance you. to do this. Yeah, no. I mean, he, he's given up. His homer per nine at home has been .32. <laughs> that's some Boston-esque home run suppression, which, by the way, they almost gave back up in one fell swoop this mm-hmm. weekend when uh, when Toronto <laughs> put up, like, 49 on them or something. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I like Gomber as a pitcher. I just mm-hmm. I, I think he's just like every Rockies pitcher, which is you're going to be sweating bullets if you have to start him at home. Uh, yeah. And he does give up, uh, like, a fair amount of contact. I mean, his his zone contact percentage is 86.4%. Uh, I think as things continue to heat up in Colorado, uh, that's going to become an issue for him. Uh, I think they're going to be, you know, what has been really, really impressive is the walk rate. Like, he's keeping the walks down. Uh, you know, he's got a 7.5% walk rate right now. If you continue that, then... You know, he could probably curtail uh, a ton of the, like, really, really bad outings. But, I mean, you look at, like, all the projection systems, they've got him for, like, four or five, you know, or five ERAs and stuff. So, of course. Uh, I think you just bank what you got and kind of he, he becomes a team streamer, as you like to say. Yep. He's got double Milwaukee coming up. The one this weekend at home and then another one in Milwaukee the following week. They only have a five-day week after this one. Um, I mean, if you have them, you're starting them for both? Um, You're definitely starting them for the one on the road. Um, the question is, are you starting him? I mean, yeah, I mean, Milwaukee's been really bad against left-handed pitching. I mean, they've got, you know, a 28.5% strikeout rate, um, a 97 WRC plus this year against against lefties. Uh, they kind of have your, y'all, y'all's team, your team set up 
where they have hella platoons that they can run. They get Vogelbach mm-hmm. out of there, Jackie Bradley out of there. Can they get Vogelbach out of there now that Shaw's Uh, I mean, they gone? could put Daniel Roberts in there. Whether yeah, they want. I think they have done that yeah. a few times. And then Pena for, for Narvaez. So they can, but that, to your point though, that's not necessarily helping. I'm just saying they have that capability and they're still having, because like, you know, no offense, but Manny Pena, Daniel Robertson, Pablo Reyes, Tim Lopes, nobody's like, oh, well, now lefties need to fear them, fear, fear the Brewers here. Um, I, if I were the Brewers, I might almost, you know, maybe keep. Narvaez in for sure, and then maybe even let Vogelbach. Vogelbach's aggressively bad against lefties, though, so I think you do have to try to take him out. But yeah, I think um, you know I, I, I couldn't have I couldn't have started him this week for a two step in Colorado. But I think uh, you know if you are in a daily league and and you've seen this one, I understand if you just keep riding it out. Then I mean he just dominated the Padres for eight. He could have come back out for the ninth. I was surprised they didn't at least give him a shot. He was under a hundred pitches. So if you go for it this weekend against Milwaukee, I, I, I don't blame you now that I've seen another gem in, in Colorado, but uh, yeah, be careful. I think I probably, I think I'd probably take the gamble. Be careful though. Just be careful because it's Coors. Coors is undefeated. This has less to do with Gomber and more to do with that park. It is undefeated. All right, let's finish up with a new game, Justin. It's called hold or fold. It's not very new. People do this all the time. They talk about cutting guys. Um, or, or hanging on to them. But I got three names here that uh, I think that at least the first two are going to be like, whoa, are we really considering this? I think we might have to. And uh, this came about because the very first guy we're going to talk about, who we're both a big fan of, was cut in one of my 12-teamers. And I had to double-take and be like, oh, okay. I still wouldn't have done it, but it's not as crazy as I thought. It's Nick Solak. And he's hitting 230, 304, 385. Does have eight homers, but he's only two for four on the bases. He was expected to be a power speed guy, especially after last year's seven uh, seven for eight season. And yet here we are. Now you add up his whole career to this point. He's basically been a league average hitter, 96 OPS plus, 257, 331, 392, with 15 homers and 11 steals. And that's in 641 plate appearances, 157 games. So it really checks out as like a full season. But it comes with 66 ribbies and 82 runs. So all in all, it's, it is kind of ho-hum. And he hasn't been that great this year. Is Nick Solak somebody you're cutting in 12s and below? Um, I think in below, in 10 teams leagues, you probably can cut because there's got to be something better on the waiver wire. 12 teams, it kind of depends on who you're cutting him for. He's been brutal That's against fair. right-handed pitching. Yeah, yeah, he's he's looking at a short side platoon right now, which is like the worst thing that you yeah. can have in like a twelve teamer. You can barely afford it in a fifteen teamer, to be honest. Somebody who plays, you know, because at at this point we almost don't want him to play against. You want the volume, yeah. but my God, it's so bad. Yeah, it's it's been really bad, and he's not running on a team that likes to run. I mean, I, that's the thing that's getting me two for four. Yeah, uh, I. I'm very, very concerned. Um, and like I said, we were yep. huge fans. So this comes from people who really liked him. And I, like I said, I saw that on my waiver and I was like, okay, I wanted to roast it out of hand. And then I looked at it and I was like, 
I don't know that that needs to be roasted. I think that that might be the right move. Yeah, because I've I've loved him for so long, this is uh, a difficult proposition for me. But uh, it's probably the right move. I'll probably, and we did talk about him on Sunday uh, a little bit with Jason and, and Dave. Yeah, I, I think I'm probably going to try to hold for right now and hope that at least the speed comes back. Here's the question. Do you go for him in that league? Because you're in that league. It's the beat Colin Ooh, Weatherwax that's a, league. That's a very, very good question. Um, and Colin is the one who cut him, the Texas Rangers fan, for Taylor Walls. I don't know. That's a, that's a really good question. I, I, I we got to figure out how much fab I have left in that one. And tell me exactly Ooh, okay. what you're going to um, bid. Yeah, I mean, let's see. I <laughs> I have $355 in fat. Oh, no, that, that's the wrong league. You have uh, $251, $4 fewer than myself. Okay, yeah. I probably... It's 12 teams, so just for context real quick, a very, you know hot looking pickup in terms of performance and he you know yeah. uh mitch hannigan got hurt on sunday so his playing up. time looked good well i was gonna say jake fraley only went for 33 so how much are you even expecting Solak? yeah to i mean my question is like who do i draw i mean i guess i do have drops my team's awful in that league <laughs> <laughs> well you know that is actually one league where my my Oliveris bids did not go through so i still have him which maybe I don't want to cut him now, but um, that would be, I think that would be my cut for him. Um, but I guess instead of focusing so much on, on our specific situation, 12 team, you are saying it's a cut now. I, I think, uh, I think it is. I think it is reasonable to cut him depending on what you're picking. Yeah. Up. Not, it's not a must cut, but it, if there's somebody out there that, that tickles your fancy, you're not you're not saying don't you dare cut him right and that's that's a drastic change from where we were on him coming into this game. i mean let's just do some would you rathers real quick with guys who are available in that same league okay i was going to do that i like where your head's at you you you, you throw them to me i like this max kepler is coming off I, the aisle i knew you're going to say that <laughs> i tried to get him this week mm -hmm. and uh i got somebody ahead of him and now he's going to cost well i'm so mad i wish i would have <laughs> prioritized him but i i wanted to make sure that I got Fraley and then I was, you know, so he, if I didn't get Fraley, it would have been Kepler, but uh, yeah, sorry to make it centric about myself, but yeah, I would, I would prefer to take Kepler. Yeah, I would hasn't too. been great himself, but I'll, I'll take that shot on him returning. Maybe it was the health that was hurting him. He's got five and, stolen bases. Yeah, no, I, I would, I would jump in on him. Uh, I would jump in on Kepler. We'll what, see how much he about... goes for this week. What about Heimer Candelario, who is uh, should be activated here in the next week? Because our boy is not delivering the speed, I'm going to say yes. I think Candelario, you know, give me a little average, a little pop. Nothing special, but he can do Solak uh, numbers at the very least with the potential to do more. So I'll say, yeah, I would. I think I lean Solak there. Um, they have, they have the same issue, right? They don't yeah. get righties. At and, least Candy gets the the ed, the platoon edge of mm -hmm. being a switch hitter, but it hasn't necessarily helped him. I will say that. Yeah, I I, I think I just lean so like just because of the positional eligibility. Second having, base outfield, 
has a you're, little you're more right. value than first third. No, I'm going to change my mind based on that solely mm-hmm. because the infield outfield, as you keyed in on early uh, in the offseason when we were talking, our, our, uh, how valuable that can be with like a Brandon Lau or Nick Solak. So I'm with you. Yes. Okay. Who else? Uh, Christian Walker. No, because he's, he's been brutal. He's been brutal, and you know his playing time is no longer guaranteed. Paven Smith yeah. is here and and ready to go, and then uh, their outfield. I mean, Josh Reddick is in the cut right now, uh, surprisingly. But yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go Solak there. Um, who would you rather have Solak or stash Bobby Witt Jr.? Now there's something. I'm going to say Solak because Bobby Witt's in double A, right? Mm-hmm. He and he's, up. he's hitting for power and stealing bases, if I remember correctly, but he's not hitting for average. That is absolutely correct. Okay. 10 and 18, or excuse me, 10 and 8, 10 and 8, 10 homers, 8 steals, but 244 average, 28% strikeout, meaning he shouldn't really be on track for a promo super. Like he. Mm-hmm. He could make the majors this year, but it's going to be a late summer, in my opinion. Yeah, I actually, we, I believe I dropped him in in every I've, league I've got him in. Yeah, I finally got rid of him too, and I don't regret the gamble. I'll, I'll I'll do the same thing next year on like an up and comer who could be the Tatis of the season because it didn't really cost us much. You know, were, were we really hurt by taking that gamble? I don't think we were. Yeah. Uh, what about? More. I'm debating here. Would you rather have him? Or J.P. Crawford, who's hitting 373 over the last two weeks. He's cooking, and he has now um, asserted himself atop the lineup. Yeah. Yeah, give me me J.P. Crawford here. I think that Uh, makes sense, yeah. He's got just as many steals. He's two for two or two for four as well, but I like his chances of actually improving a bit. He's not a burner. I don't expect craziness out of Crawford, but everything else that he's doing right now and that batting average, I'm going to go Crawford there. Yeah, I think I do too, especially because he at least has a carrying tool in yes. fantasy, which is the batting average right now. Yep. And, and so, you know, he's, he's a late bloomer here, possibly 26, uh, but could, could be coming into his own and. You know, I, I, I like a guy batting a top of line up there that I, I listen, I'm not here to pretend that the uh, Mariners are good. In fact, they're quite bad, but I don't mind their top five, which can keep his runs scored going with Hanniger, Seeger, France and Fraley behind him. That's all I really need is to keep his runs scored going for Crawford. So, yeah, I'll go Crawford there. And uh, bottom line here is we're open to cutting Solak, which rewind a month, two months ago, neither you nor I would have come close to that because we loved him so our hearts are broken let's talk about cj crone who on the surface when i tell you these numbers you're gonna probably be saying well no i'm not i'm not cutting what's wrong with that six homers 250 362 419 in 52 games is okay but that 419 stands out as pretty bad um especially for him he's a career 461 he was at 548 slug. Well, that was only in 52 plate appearance, but he's at 469. So he's 50 points off of his last full season slug. Uh, CJ Crone is. Are you concerned here and maybe cutting CJ Crone? Or do you think a summer breakthrough, you know, get get a good string of games in Colorado is in the offing for Crone? Where do you come out on him? Since returning from the IL, he's hitting 194. 
Hang on, let me see if I can look up if that's good. It, Found it, it's not. Yeah, it's a 68 WRC plus, which is not even nice. Not even nice, yeah. Um I think he's gonna be fine. Uh hit a home run last night. Yeah. Uh I you know, summer's in Colorado. Maybe maybe he's just trying to like slow play it a little bit so they don't trade him out of Colorado in the middle <laughs> he wants of the summer. To there. He's like, yo, if I I really I like stay, Denver. Like, yeah, this place is dope, dude. He, he loves weed. No, I have no idea if he does. I'm just kidding. But they do have it legal. He's like, bro, I love this. I was going to make that same joke, and I thought better of it. <laughs> I don't want to impugn him, if it, you know, especially if he's, like, super anti. But, um, you know, that would be funny if he's like, dude, Denver's amazing. I don't want to get traded on here. Let me lag a little bit, and then mid-July, I'm turning it on and hitting 20 the rest of the way. Um, yeah, like, I'm kind of with you. I do think he's, he's probably going to be fine, but... Even if you think that, that doesn't mean that you can't make the move. So I think it's worth maybe going through the exercise again a little bit with the uh, with the would you rather's here. Maybe let's dip to the ten team realm because I think that's where he's more cuttable than than the twelves that we just went through. Because um, you probably have similar type players. Like I wouldn't take Candelario over him or really any of the guys that you said. So let me let me jump into my ten team league real quick and give you some names and and you let me know what you think about Crone versus these guys so let me start with um scroll down here a little bit get some roster rates lowered nate Lowe or cj crone uh cj crone andrew vaughn or cj crone andrew vaughn 32 percent at uh, espn cj crone's 42 percent rostered snap call there that's fair he's in colorado uh what about joseph vado who's playing well upon return and the power's been there, but that's really been about it. Yeah, I think I'm still going grown there. What about uh, we're in the middle of a, a pretty white-hot scoping? Would you pick up Jonathan Scope, or is it too late? Because he generally has kind of these four- to six-week surges followed by periods of futility that you wonder how he's in the league. Yeah, and he's dealing with an injury right now, so I think I'm going crone. I am too. I, I love Scope. I love that he's crushing it for my tags. Hopefully, yep. they can it for both for my main event teams. Yeah. So, but I'm with you on and and I keep looking at that Colorado aspect, and that's what's driving me on a yeah. lot of these decisions. Uh, what about move a little higher? What about Ryan Mountcastle, who's actually 73% rostered? Maybe shouldn't be that high, but he, he is. He does have he has the infield outfield capability that we talked about. Crone versus Mountcastle. I mean, Camden is not it's it's not cop Colorado, but in the summer it's it's pretty dope. Yeah, I think that one's closer, especially because Mountcastle also offers a little bit of speed. He's got three stolen bases yep. on the season. Um and after a brutal start, he's been scorching hot in June. He's hitting three oh two with three home runs. We uh, like that. So and like far, I said, the infield outfield capability helps too. Yeah, I think that's a move I would definitely consider. Okay, um, and then one more. Uh, hot ticket recently who hit another homer yesterday. P. Wizzy, Patrick Wisdom versus C.J. Crone. Daniel got him for $20 in TGFB. Dude, I, I, like, I, I just, just don't get these bids sometimes, man. I, um. Yeah, I mean, I think you have to just ride the hot streak with Wisdom. Like, I, he's, he's it's gonna crushing. come crashing down. He's got a forty-five percent home run to fly ball rate. Yeah, and and I thought you were gonna say strikeout rate when you said forty-five percent. To be honest, because it's very high. It's thirty-five point well, six. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like we haven't seen 
at least in the profile, like these these great changes, it looks like a heater from a known power commodity, but he's 29. Um, but I mean, he's no worse than Crone, right? I so mean, I guess, are you playing the park? He, no, he is worse than Crone, but like, like it, strikeouts. Well, his zone contact percentage is 68%. And, and for context, and what, what's con- good? Context is, uh, or league average is 83.8. <laughs> oh, God. Now, with being a power hitter, you expect that to drop down into the 70s, but not down into the 60s. Yeah, Crone's is a firm 80. Yeah, yeah. Crone is, is too good of a hitter. So, I mean, like, if, you, if you're if you in a 10-team league and you're playing, like, I'm, I'm going to just ride the hot hitter, like, then you, yeah. you ride Wisdom and then pick up Crone later. But Once he's cooking, okay. I, I think I would at fair. least wait till uh, this week is over, uh, because they're playing all their games in Colorado. Correct, correct. I, I think you ride Crone out for this week uh, because of that exact reason, and then you see where you're at. Mm-hmm. So for the most part, I'm I'm not cutting him, but I did want to bring him up because he has underwhelmed. Remember when he went to Colorado? We all went ape, thinking like, "Holy smokes, this is going to be awesome." Uh, projections loved him, and and he's been underwhelming relative to those expectations and you're right. welcome to the C issue after uh after we talked about josh rojas he had two home runs <laughs> and so he's like well can you talk about cj cron then so there yeah. you go we got we got there you. you go uh we 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 fix players just by talking about that maybe we can fix this guy this is the worst of our three here so we'll, we'll focus back on like 15 teamers with drew smiley but uh there was he's got his backers there was some love out there for him going to Atlanta after uh, some of what he had done with your Giants last year and he's been a nightmare 5.63 ERA 141 whip uh it's it's not great bob and the strikeouts haven't even been there 49 strikeouts in 56 innings is CJ excuse me is Drew Smiley somebody that you're cutting in 15 teamers and I can uh, give me your general thoughts. And then we can do some more. Would you rather for smiley? What, what do you think about what he's done so far this year? And where are you in on him to start the year? There's uh, 52 questions. Answer them all in order. <laughs> I was not <laughs> in on him this year, largely because I didn't trust how deep he can go into games yeah, uh, and his, his injury track record. Um, so that being said, I have streamed him a couple times and it's been somewhat successful. Uh, but yeah, I, I he's not a like every every game starter for me. Um, is he a team streamer, or is he a streamer streamer? I think in a fifteen team leagues with all the injuries, uh, it's hard to find very much on the waiver wire. I mean, yeah, I'm people were throwing struggling. triple digit bids on Sammy Long this week. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm struggling to find a great would you rather for him to be honest. By yeah. the way, shouts to shouts to you know. By the way, that, that, that the would you rather is his is mm-hmm. his. I still have the uh, the audio from that. Would you rather? Would you rather? Would you rather? Would you rather? It, it, it's so okay. good. It's, I, 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 I may just play that it we in. are. I just want to be clear that we are biting that, but I love you know, and so I want to give give credit. But um, yeah, I am actually struggling to find names here that I could really challenge you on. So I agree that he's probably a team streamer in 15s. So, so let's dip back to 12s where he is still pretty heavily rostered, Smiley is. Um, are you moving on from him there, or is he still a team Yeah, streamer? no, you have oh. to. Okay, he's uh, 57% in the OC, so kind of a coin flip. Let me give you a few names here in the 12-team realm. Give me just one second, free agents. And we're looking at uh, 
how about oh god i was the top guy because it was sorted by roster rate was patrick corbin and i'm like <laughs> god no. um uh, actual name how about how about joe ross your team made him look like a god last time out which is surprising because the giants have been pummeling folks and i had a chance to spot him in my head to head i needed a start and i didn't i chose not to pick anybody up as a, instead of him because I was so afraid of what the Giants could do to him. And he goes out and drops eight scoreless. So would you take Joe Ross over Drew Smiley? Joe Ross has been pretty solid this year. Uh, the problem with Joe Ross is he drops those duds on you that are absolutely devastating. They are, He gombers you more than gomber does. Yeah, he Rosses you. I don't know if that's a <laughs> you, thing. When you get Ross, He man, Joes you. <laughs> you don't want to get Joe'd, man. You really don't. But he does have a 419 ERA, 125 whip. I mean, Smiley kind of does that too, though, right? That's mm-hmm. part of the problem with Smiley because you mentioned the low innings counts. So when he has those bad games, it can be like six runs, three innings type of deal. So I think it is a fair battle here. Who, who do we like between uh, between Ross and Smiley? I think it's Ross. I think it is too, dude, and that's nuts to me. I had left him for dead as far as fantasy goes. Yeah, I mean, you look at – yeah, I know like the home run rate is a bit scary for us, but he actually hasn't given up more than one home run at a start since that 10 earned run uh, outing on April 19th. Yeah, when you got uh, Joe. Yeah, and I mean, if you know, if you look like since like middle of May, so about a month's worth of starts, he's only got two outings where he's walked more than two people. He's getting mm-hmm. strikeouts. Last three outings, gone at least five. Uh, I think he's, you know, with all their issues with injuries, like he's in this rotation now. Has to be, right? Yeah, um, if he's healthy, which is obviously a gargantuan if with Ross, but when he's upright, he's got to be in the rotation. That being said, like, I think he's a team streamer even in 15s. Like, you, That's you're just not going to roll him out every outing. Yeah, you, you got you got to be a little bit cautious with that. Uh, what about the aforementioned Zach Davies? Uh, actually, I don't know that. I think that might have been mentioned offline when I talked about Scherzer. Uh, but yeah, I picked up Zach Davies. He's been pitching pretty well. Looks like he's kind of refining his form. I don't know that anybody should have expected. No, I know that they shouldn't have expected last year to be the norm. But he's been a guy who can be like a high threes, low fours guy with a decent whip. He's starting to regain that form uh, with a big week last week, 12 and two thirds scoreless. Zach Davies or Drew Smiley? Oh, it's Zach Davies. Not particularly close. Zach okay. Davies' ERA since May 1st is 1.86. Oh, my gosh. Well, he's only 38% rostered in 12-teamers. He's, What's going on there? He's only given up one home run since May 1st. Given the pitching, I'm I'm actually pretty shook that he's that yeah. available. Yeah. The problem is with a guy like Davies is like things, when they go wrong – go wrong like in a hurry and yeah but it seems like one of those guys that if you just wait it out and i know it's hard with guys like that because you you already see him for such a thin margin Mm -hmm. that it feels like when it goes wrong it is the undoing and you're just like well here because that's how i kind of saw him this year when when he was struggling i was like well he's terrible again and like worse than ever and it was like okay that was an overreaction <laughs> and uh he's back on track so i think i'd take him over smiley as well like you said not not particularly close uh let me get one more name for you here and for some reason it's not showing me the free agents and that's fun for me and i enjoy that and it doesn't bother me at all oh what about vlad Gutierrez? <laughs> i was literally gonna ask you that Spider-Man. um 
back to back gems against Milwaukee yeah. with some strikeouts. I guess that I'm still super nervous about him in general, but in relation to Smiley, where do you go? I think you go Gutierrez. Uh, I don't know that I want to start him this weekend against uh, San Diego. Yeah. Uh, but I, uh, yeah, I think. Tell him to his face that you don't want to start him. I would. I don't, I, I'm not scared of Spider Knight. Nah, I've got I've got 16 tattoos. I'm not. I, was say, I, I believe you. I just don't you have, have any a, neck tattoos. Yeah, you don't have a gargantuan spider on your neck. Dude. I'm, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get a baseball tattooed on. Or I'll get the Fangraphs logo tattooed <laughs> oh, on my neck. I'll dude. I'll be Fangraphs neck. That's like when uh, Javi Baez got the MLB logo on the back of his neck, like the one that's on the jersey. Mm-hmm. He got it in the same spot. That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, I think I'd go Vlad over Smiley too. I'm I'm just kind of out on Smiley. You like you said, you were from the drop this year. Yeah. I didn't really have any particular interest either. So this is a bit easier for us. Um, if you do like him and you still want to hang on, I'd be very careful because, again, the strikeouts aren't even there. So I'm not sure I can come up with too many reasons to keep him. Even in deeper leagues where maybe there isn't a great starter – I might go for like a middle reliever who pitches a lot, like a Garrett Crochet or a Jonathan Loisega, to be quite honest at this yeah. point. I think I so. think that's fair. Because, I mean, at this point, you can't count on wins from Smiley, so you might as well get a less volatile overall profile if you're if you're not going to be able to qualify for a win anyways. And, and those guys are in win situations because they mm-hmm. come in in the middle – when uh, when stuff's the hairiest, uh, yep. Loisaga is five and two on the year. So yeah, yeah I, oh, think, I, I think mean, I would use that. Brent Suter has, I think, seven wins. That's nuts, dude. So yeah, I think I'm taking a guy like that over Smiley, let alone the starters that we talked about. So that's Holder Fold, and uh, that's going to wrap us up for the day. Justin, thank you so much for hanging, and appreciate you accommodating me. We had a little uh, stop in the middle there to do a radio spot, but uh, I'll talk to you on Thursday. And we'll get into some more uh, guys in focus, a little more hold and fold, and then a waiver pickup suggestion for the week. Yep, take it easy.